Welcome to The Vernon Verdict, a podcast hosted by LSU student Jacob Vernon. The Vernon Verdict gives exclusive coverage of LSU sports, in-depth conversations with LSU athletes, and the occasional hot take or two. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Jacob H. Vernon, where fresh content is uploaded daily. The Vernon Verdict streams on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. I'm here with Jack Besh, LSU wide receiver who took the SEC by storm in his freshman campaign. Prior to his time at Baton Rouge, he played at St. Thomas More in Lafayette, Louisiana, where he holds school records for most receptions, most receiving yards, and most receiving touchdowns. He's a matchup nightmare because he can block, he can go long, he can get shifty. He's an all-around problem. Your game transitioned so smoothly as you caught over 40 passes at 11 yards per reception. Let's reflect on your freshman campaign. Was it everything you expected? To be honest... I knew I could do it, you know, I knew I could step in a big college stage and, you know, produce some numbers, but I think I think I did a little bit more than what I expected and what everybody else around me expected, for sure. For sure. You've played multiple roles as you've been listed as a tight end and a wide receiver at different points last season. Uh, what determined where you lined up on the field? Was it matchup based or did it just depend on how you were feeling? Uh, really, last year I was listed as a tight end all the way up until the bowl game. Uh, just because the way our offense was set up, um, you know, we our wide receiver room was stacked, but we only had a couple of tight ends, so they decided that since I was kind of a bigger body, they were going to move me to tight end. Um, but it ended up working out pretty well for me. I caught a good bit of balls out of the tight end position, um, even though I was like the Y, I was still lining up in like the slot, um, outside receiver sometimes, catching balls, so I mean, it all worked out in the end. Uh, are you happy to be strictly wide receiver going into this season? Yeah, for sure. What, what's going to change? Are you still going to line up in the same positions or run the same routes? Um, I'm going to have definitely like more expansive route tree. Like I'm definitely going to be running way more routes, different routes for sure. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to be like behind the line much at all. Probably not at all. Um, but yeah, no, definitely be catching more balls, um, running more routes, um, and yeah, still line up in the slot. Um, but I might like with our formations might play a little bit outside receiver just depending on put me outside and put our outside receiver in the slot just with different formations we have built in our offense that wide receiver room at LSU is always talented you got guys like Odell Beckham Jarvis Landry Justin Jefferson uh what's your opinion on the wide receiver you debate is it pretty clear cut 100% it's clear cut LSU is and forever will be WRU and DBU for sure did that play an impact on uh your decision coming here to be honest if LSU, LSU offered me kind of late, but I mean, I knew if they were offering me, I was coming no matter what. Uh, yeah, because alumni is so strong, good, strong alumni network. And speaking of alumni, your uncle's Brent and Blaine played for LSU football. Uh, also, your Aunt Brenda played in the first soccer team for women. Uh, what kind of impact did these family members have on you as a young player? Yeah, they definitely had a lot of impact, especially all playing over here at LSU, uh, you know, like home state school. Um, growing up, it was all, always LSU. You go find pictures of me whenever I was five years old running around the house. I was in an LSU shirt. Uh, birthday parties, all that was always like LSU-themed, different things like that. So definitely had a big impact on me um, in different ways like that. So always kind of made my dream. My dream was always influenced by them, which was to be able to come play LSU football one day, like come play ball over here. Let's talk about your recruiting experience in high school. You're a multi-sport athlete winning multiple state championships in each basketball and football. Were there any uh, colleges reaching out about you playing hoops, or was there any, nah, any thought about that? Uh-uh, not at all. Football was definitely the path I was taking. All the way you just enjoyed the ride. Yeah, it was just fun hooping a little bit on the side. How was the recruiting process for football? It was cool. It was COVID kind of cut in about 
midway through it for really for me um, since I was kind of getting recruited a little on the later end. So whenever COVID hit, really my recruit my recruitment process went to a standstill and I committed to Vanderbilt and it was pretty standstill until LSU offered me and after LSU offered me some big schools like Texas, Notre Dame, schools like that offered me but like I told you whenever LSU offered me I knew that's where I was going to come. You were locked in. Uh, talk about your time with Archer as a whole. What advice did O'Lee with you that really stuck with you? Just always you know like your dream whatever it is go pursue it and do it and never be scared to fail. What did he tell you as an individual while recruiting you throughout? Um, he just always told me, um, you know, how I was going to make a good player here at LSU. Um, I was a good fit for their offense. Um, you know, being a home state kid that loves LSU, knowing I wanted to be here, just different things like that. What were some of the things that caught you off guard throughout your freshman season? Um, just like how much bigger, faster, stronger everybody is. The mental side of the game, too. You really got to, like, study the mental side of the game because that's just as big as the the physical part of it, the mental part of it, is I mean, just a huge part of the game. And and how does LSU go about doing that? Describe a day in the life of an LSU football player, kind of, and just the different things they have y'all doing. Yeah, I mean, we all got so freshmen. We got tutor in the morning from seven thirty to eight thirty, um, class and all that. But football comes. It depends on what day it is. Like now with spring ball. Um, we'll practice three out of the seven days of the week, and we'll lift on three out of the seven. So six days out, out of the seven, we'll be doing stuff. Um, but it's usually starting practice. Um, meetings will go from, on a practice day. Meetings will go from like three to four thirty. Then we'll get out on the field by about five. Practice to about seven seven thirty. Um, and then weight room wise, like whenever it's one of those days where we're just working out, we'll have meetings. Um, like offense will meet, defense will lift, and defense will meet, offense will lift, um, different things like that. How uh, how has spring training been different with Brian Kelly compared to Ed Argeron or just camp in general? Yeah, um, so I wasn't here for spring last year with Coach O, but just in general, I just feel like everything is way more upbeat, up way more up tempo. Everybody wants to be here. We want to win. We want to do more. We want to, we want to put in that extra work. Um, and like everybody's like real accountable, holding each other like accountable, um, like putting like leading everybody in the right way. Um, yeah, those are like the main differences, really. For sure. What is some advice you'd give to a younger version of yourself? What would you have done differently, or is there just anything you think that you could have prepared yourself for more? Yeah. Um. I would say probably maybe just like I guess being able to recognize different defenses better like coming up you know like focusing a little bit more on the mental aspect of the game but at the same time whenever you're out in the field it is about knowing it's also about like your field I feel like I have a pretty good feel for the game so like if it were a cover two like maybe not knowing it but I could feel it then you know I kind of feel it out um but different reads like that I guess knowing what I'm going to do before I do it instead of just feeling it out I guess would be what I would do differently. For the middle side of it also, how has that kind of changed perspective-wise? Has Cortez Hankton also kind of helped you already throughout mm -hmm. this uh, spring training? Yeah, definitely. Coach Hank, whenever he came in, he was already teaching us about different coverages um, to look out for, different shifts in the defense, uh, safeties rolling, different things like that, uh, to make us more aware of what the defense is about to do, what coverages they're about to be in and play, um, backside, looking at backside safeties, different things like that. But it seems like he's a good influence. And speaking of influence, who influenced your game the most growing up? Who do you think you modeled yourself after? Um, I would say my brother gave me a lot of tips. But then if we're talking about, like, receivers I watched, I would definitely influence my game after people like Megatron, just, like, big-bodied receivers that go up and get the ball, um, run hard, um, 
have good speed but not amazing even though Megatron did have amazing great speed but for me it's just you know like running hard catching every ball um, and playing fast who did people say that you reminded them of growing up or just throughout your career um I'm not at a point I guess too far in my career where like people really started naming me to big people like that but whenever that comes up I'm gonna let you know for sure and for for just speaking on how everybody's changed mentally, uh, LSU also changed. They had a huge splash hire with uh, Brian Kelly. They also secured some solid transfers, good recruits. One of those recruits is your former teammate at St. Thomas Moore, Walker Howard. How does it feel to be teammates again? It feels awesome. It's you know it's a real life childhood dream come true. Like always talked about it growing up. Always wearing the purple and gold since his dad played here. My uncle, you know, they were a little unit over here, but. Yeah, just always growing up with the purple and gold on, um, always doing everything LSU, loving everything LSU, always talking about playing here at LSU together, if that was what our future held. And now, we're, I guess, we're in the future and we're here, we're in the present, we're both here at LSU, living out our dream. Now we just got to, you know, kind of like do it and live it out. Describe the uh, experience when you were getting your offer from LSU when, when Walker was there with you to get that phone call. Surreal. Like, the best feeling in the whole world, just knowing that, like, everything you wanted and you worked for is now coming true. It felt um, good. Do you remember exactly what was said on the phone? Or was it all just kind of a blur? Yeah, it was kind of just a blur. Um, You know, just kind of like, damn, this really happened. And it did happen. And then, obviously, I know I committed and stuff like that. But definitely crazy. And then now we got Walker Howard following your footsteps coming down here to LSU. Do you feel like you and Walker have a connection that can catch fire if paired on the field here? Definitely. We're always going to have a special connection. Um, you know, I'm building it up, or I already have it, you know, with all our receivers have it, just with our off-field work and our chemistry in the offseason with all the other quarterbacks. But, yeah, no, me and Walker definitely have a special chemistry. What does it take for a QB and a wide receiver to develop that connection? How do you, how do you become a dynamic duo like that? Yeah, definitely on the field work, always working with each other, throwing the ball. But definitely matters a lot, too, about off the field, just chilling, getting to know each other. Um, for me and him, it was growing up with each other. For me, me Garrett, me, Miles, me, Jaden, just chilling with each other, hanging out while – also doing the own uh, field work stuff, but it's definitely building like an off-field connection too. And what are your thoughts on the QB competition? How is that as a wide receiver? Because I, I mean, we got four different guys tossing balls. That's a lot of different throwing styles. How do you how do you adjust to that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we go out, we run around. Whenever the ball's in there, we go catch it, um, and we just want to, you know, whoever is going to lead our team. Um, whoever's going to be the leader, who's going to lead our team, win us the most games, um, and run our offense the most efficiently is who we want up there. So, I mean, we're rooting for all four of them, um, and I guess time will tell. For sure. What are your predictions for this year? LSU seems to be having a bright future ahead. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to focus on winning one day at a time. Um, I guess whenever the season comes, that's what we're going to say. We're going to take it one game at a time. But I think we're going to be a pretty good team next year, and I'm really excited for it. I know everybody else is too. Let's talk NIL deals. How's that experience been so far, coming in as a freshman, being able to do that? Yeah, it's been pretty cool with NIL, just every college athlete being able to get paid. Um, you know, it sometimes can be like a little much, but we we don't focus our time on that. We let other people take care of that part for us because um, we know that what our true why we're here and what our true meaning is here is to play football and win football games and hopefully win a national championship, get drafted, and go to the NFL. That's where the real money is. Having a little money in the pocket on the side is definitely cool, but the real money's in the league, and so we all got to stay focused on that for sure. And when it's a little much, is it like the scheduling aspect of it, or is it just everybody pulling you in all kind of directions? Yeah, just people hitting you up and texting you, but that's never 
um, a bunch of us just funnel them to other people. So if that does happen, uh, the burden's taken off of us and put on, you know, the other people. And you can run some connections through that. How's the uh, honey badger coming through practice? How's that been? He he's he's been linking up with y'all just like other guys like Devin White, Leonard Fournette have come down and reached out. How's the alumni been in, in terms of networking? Have guys yeah. come out to you specifically to train or just give you advice or? Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest parts about LSU is because everybody that leaves from here, they like they, they die hard at LSU. They love LSU like all the people you just mentioned, like Tyler and Matthew. He loves LSU, um, so they're you know they come around whenever they can. Um, to just show love, say what's up. Um, yeah, I mean, Jamar, uh, I trained a couple of days with him this summer. Um, not too much, but just kind of watching him, seeing what he could do a little bit while he was out in the field. Um, and then, yeah, just different things like that. What was that experience like with Jamar? Where did y'all wind up training at? Or he, he was in the indoor doing some footwork drills and doing different drills. And I was just kind of sitting there just watching him, just what what he do, taking notes on what he did. Um, the different footwork drills and why he was doing the drills. Um, and I was just, like, sitting right next to him, just watching him, watching his footwork and watching what he does. Who do you pull for for an NFL team? Who's your favorite? Um, I mean, I would say the Saints, but, I mean, I guess the Bengals now, too, because that's half the LSU squad Auto- plays for the Bengals. fan favorite, right? They recruit everybody over there. They got all kind of guys. They're deep for sure. You got uh, also in the AFC West, it seems like everybody's just suiting up to just take over the Chiefs are already impactful. The Chargers add Khalil Mack, and then they add J.C. Jackson. The Raiders go ahead and soup up their squad. You got all kind of guys balling out here. What, what, what do you think about that, or the different free agency moves throughout the NFL this offseason? I think they've had some crazy free agency moves, especially the amount of money they've been pushing around. Like Then you think of Aaron Rodgers, the deal he signed. Um, Russell Gage at the Bucks, he signed a pretty fire deal, three-year, $30 million. So that's pretty good. That's a good bit of money. But, yeah, the free agency, it's been crazy this year. A lot of teams have changed. Uh, Tyreek Hill, um, a lot of definitely a lot of teams are going to look way different than they did last year. Tyreek Hill going down to Miami. I also heard some rumors about Tom Brady potentially working out a trade there. Did you hear about that? To the Dolphins? To the Dolphins, yeah. He, I heard a couple a couple rumors. There's always some, some things going on with Tom Brady in the rumor mill. But at the same time, I, I didn't believe the ones of him coming back, and then now it happened. So I'm kind of going to be paying attention closely for that. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that yet. So you got to go to the Pelicans and the Lakers game yesterday. How was that? How was that whole experience? Fire. The Did- Pelicans were getting whooped at first, like down 25 or something at, um, at halftime. But then... They came back and beat them. They beat LeBron, and then LeBron had a smooth 39. But, yeah, no, that was fire, though. And that'll wrap up our time here with LSU star Jack Bash. We're looking forward to Friday where we'll have exclusive coverage coming from the Final Four Media Day live in New Orleans where we'll have access to all four semifinal teams in the NCAA tournament. And we're going to have another podcast coming out this weekend. This has been the Verdant Verdict.